Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, Smackdown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to be covering Monday Night Raw from 614 and Friday Night Smackdown from 618. So let's get into the ring and let's find out what's going on, shall we? Alright, Monday Night Raw for 614, the Raw before hell in a cell. Raw opens with Alexa talking about what Lily did last week. Now, for those of you who missed, they recapped. Alexa, of course, called Shayna Baszler down to the down to Alexa's playground, and of course, she messed with Lily. Lily messed with her back, and we've not seen Shayna since. If you guys didn't see it, Go check it out on social media. It's everywhere. So you'll get a chance to see it and find out what's going on. But of course, Maya, she tells us basically because of what Lily did, she put Lily in a timeout. Lily's not going, we're not going to see Lily. Naya comes out. And so Shayna will see Alexa at hell in a cell. Ooh, we're going to get Shayna Baszler versus Alexa Bliss. This could get really interesting. Ooh, I like it. Naya tells her, look, hey, I used to, we used to be friends, Alexa. What, what happened to you? Why are you acting so weird and peculiar? You know, we were friends. You know, what's going on? And Alexa looks at her and tells her, we were never friends, Naya. We were never friends at all. It was always you and me at each other's throats. You, you, you claim to be my friend, but you weren't really my friend. And, you know, the, the usual thing. Naya tells her, do I have to smack some sense into you to get you to wake up? Do I have to make you see that you're acting weird and peculiar and get my friend Alexa back? And she says, well, I'll tell you what. You and me in the ring tonight. I want to face you tonight, Alexa. You and me. And she's acting like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Naya, I didn't mean to hurt Shayna. I'm so, so sorry. Please forgive me. And she's still, you start feeling sorry for Alexa. And you start seeing Naya feeling sorry for Alexa. And then the light switch kicks off. And that giggly laughter and everything. And she walks right up to her and goes, I accept, Naya. I'll see you tonight in the ring. I love this. I love how they're doing Alexa. I lo- like I told you, Lily is a complicated character, and I'm not quite sure where they're going with Lily. She's like a demonic Annabelle or something. It's really twisted. She, I mean, you guys would have to see Lily to understand, but this is a really good storyline. Not only is it good for Alexa, but it's also kind of sort of keeping the Fiend alive, and we haven't seen the Fiend really, so Alexa's kind of sort of keeping him alive too with this whole thing that she's doing. It's going to be an interesting match between Naya and Alexa, and I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Could friendships be rekindled? Could she kick on the original, you know, Alexa? What are we going to see? Don't know. Excited to see what's going to happen. Nikki Cross versus Charlotte Flair. Here we go again. How many times does Charlotte have to fight Nikki before she realizes Nikki's got her number? How many times do we have to see Charlotte Flair in one week? It's in one one month. It's getting ridiculous. It's like Charlotte Flair is always in the picture. There are other women in the back that deserve, you know, some screen time besides Charlotte Flair. But of course, we get her and Nikki Cross again. Rhea Ripley comes out at the beginning of the match, and she's going to sit by commentary and kind of watch the match, see what happens, see what goes on between Nikki and Charlotte. It's a great match. You know, it's really really good. You know. 
it's a great, great matchup. But of course, Charlotte gets out on the end of the you know, outside the ring, and she goes over there to Rhea, and her and Rhea are having a little confrontation. She's not really paying close attention to the ref, and the ref is literally counting, about to count uh, you know, her out. Charlotte misses the ten count, and of course, Nikki Cross wins by count out. Charlotte not happy. Charlotte is not happy at all that Nikki won this way. Not happy at all. And she basically takes out Nikki Cross. Just takes it out on her because it's Nikki's fault that she got count. It was not Nikki's fault you got counted out, Charlotte. You weren't paying attention. You were too busy focused on your opponent for hell in a cell. You weren't watching. You got yourself counted out. You have no one to blame but yourself. She's basically going at Nikki, beating Nikki up. Rhea comes in, riptide on Charlotte. Could we see a riptide? Could Charlotte lose to Rhea Ripley at Hell in a Cell? Could Charlotte beat Rhea? Could Nikki play a factor in the match? Don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen to Hell in a Cell. But it's a great way to kind of sort of set up the fight between Charlotte and Rhea. It's a good way. But like I said, how many times do we have to see Charlotte Flair before finally we, you know, we get tired of it? We want to see someone new from the back. Kind of wondering that myself. Of course, Matt Reynolds talking to Jeff Hardy, and they're talking about how, you know, they're excited to go back on the road, and how he admires Jeff, and, you know, Jeff and him are having this nice little conversation, and, you know, you know Randy, they're talking about Randy, too, and Randy pops up from behind, and, of course, Jeff walks off, leaving alone, because he's got a match. Randy's standing there, and, you know, Riddle, you know, promises tonight that he won't let him down, that, you know, this will be a great match, that there won't be a problem, there'll be no issues, him and Randy are going to work together as a team, and, of course, he asks, Randy, Randy, you know, Randy tells him, I expect you to, and he's like, oh, does this mean we're friends? Are, 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 are you saying we're friends? And Randy basically tells him no, and, of course, Randy does what Randy does, shuts Riddle up, we get that nice little, you know, quiet time with Riddle. I told you, I'm still thinking, and this is my thinking, and you may disagree, and if you do, give me a shout on social media. Randy's playing Riddle. I just don't know to what end that he's playing Riddle. It, it's some sort of setup, and I'm not quite sure what the setup is. I'm kind of trying to fill out what it might be. Don't know. Interesting to see what's going to happen. We'll see where this is going to go. Of course, we get Morrison versus Hardy. Miz is out of commentary. This time, Miz is still in a wheelchair. He doesn't roll down the entrance ramp like he did last time. Miz is at the you know at ringside at commentary in his little wheelchair, and you know Morrison and Jeff are having a great matchup, and you know it you know, it's a really good match. Of course, Miz tries to cheat by using a drip stick against Jeff Hardy. You know, sprays him in the eyes. Cedric Alexander comes out to watch both the veterans fight. Here we go with Cedric Alexander again with the veterans thing. Here we go again with the issue with apparently WWE, you know, corporate management having a problem with veterans. I don't know what it is, but this veteran disrespect thing is getting old. But, of course, he comes out and he watches the match. Of course, Morrison wins that match. Made me mad because it should have been Jeff Hardy, but, of course, Miz did interfere, so he didn't see that coming. Cedric comes up and says, I want to apologize to you, Jeff, for what I acted last week. I want, you know, because you were my idol. You were someone I looked up to. Someone, that, you know, that I admired. And I feel like, you know, my idol just, you know, cheated and won a match. Here we go. Classic heel Cedric going back into that. You're, you're, you're a veteran, but I have no respect for you, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, you know he calls him the sore loser because, you know, all everything's going on. And Cedric tells him, look. 
I just want you gone. I want you out of here. You should have retired a long time ago, left, be gone, goodbye. Jeff tells him, okay, look, I'll tell you what. I'll face you in a match tonight, and if I lose, then I will retire from WWE. You have my word. So now we have Jeff Hardy versus Cedric Alexander, and if Jeff loses, he will retire. It's a good match. I mean, Cedric really does showcase what he can do. But then again, Jeff's just a little bit better than Cedric. And it's a really good match back and forth. You, you're, you're concerned that if Jeff loses, you know, he just had a match with Morrison. If he loses, we could lose Jeff Hardy. You know, you're, you're wondering all those things. Are running, you're, those thoughts are running through your mind. What's going to happen? Jeff wins that match. Another sign of a veteran showing another person you know, what it means to respect somebody because, like I said, the veterans paved the way for people like Cedric Alexander. There needs to be respect given where respect is due. Jeff wins the match. We don't see Jeff retire. Whew! That's a close call. Great matchup. Guys, I'm telling you, it was a fantastic matchup. Go look it up on social media. You won't be disappointed. Well, we've been waiting for Ava Marie to show up on Raw, and we were told that she would make her debut tonight. She has a match against Naomi, or so we thought. Ava comes out, and she comes out with, you know, a very well-known female competitor. And instead of her facing Naomi, her partner faces Naomi while Ava Marie stands outside. WWE, here we go again. How many times are you going to disrespect Ava like this? Ava is, a, I mean, she is showcased in her videos how much she's trained. She, you know, we've, they've seen her at the Performance Center. She's worked with NXT superstars. She is a great in-ring performer. How could you disrespect her like this by making her stand on the sidelines and let someone else fight her battle for her? That, to me, is a sign of disrespect to Ava Marie. That's not showing what Ava can do. That's not showcasing anything. That's just you being a, you know, a butt and not letting her do it. Of course, she, you know, of course, Ava takes the credit for winning the match, even though Ava didn't win the match. She takes the credit for it, which really makes me mad because Ava wasn't even in the match at all. She used, you know, a, another well-known friend of hers to do her match for her. That, to me, was another sign of disrespect to Ava. And it was also disrespect to the other competitor that was involved in it and a disrespect to Naomi. Come on, guys. If you're going to bring Ava back and you're going to showcase what she can do, let her get in the ring, let her fight, let her show what she can do, and stop disrespecting her. Don't disrespect her just because, I mean, this girl is a motivational speaker. She, you know, she tra you know, she, she's trained in the, you know, in the performance center. She, you know, she does a lot of different charities. She, you know, she's a well-known model. She, you know, she has her own, you know, exercise classes that she does. She's inspirational to everybody. Let her show what she can do. Because I promise you, she won't disappoint you. But you're not going to let her do it. You're going to make her look like a little wuss. And to me, that's not fair to Ava Marie. Nor is that fair to anyone else in the back that wants to face her to show what they can do. Not fair. Of course, we see Mandy and Dana taking pictures, and they're, you know, they're doing their little photo shoot. And in the background, you can hear noise going on. And when the camera pans, Tamina and Natalia are training. There's nothing wrong with training, but you have a little bit of respect for the other people in the back. Of course, we have a confrontation between Mandy and Dana and Tamina and Natalia, leading up to possibly a tag title match. Could we see that? Is that, the, the, that what they're setting up for? 
It's going to be interesting to see because I would love to see Dana and Mandy versus Tamita and Natalia. It would be a great matchup. It would be, you know, four, the, four wonderful women in the women's division going for, you know, giving it all they got for the titles. To me, it just sounds like a great matchup. Interesting to see what they're going to do. Now we get New Day versus RK Bro. Now, I love that they're going back to the feud between Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. That feud has been going on for a while and it kind of got cut short. Randy Orton went his own way. Kofi Kingston went on his own way. And they've both done, been successful in their careers. So to see the two of them come back to rekindle an old feud is a great idea. It's fantastic. And then you're putting Matt Riddle and Xavier Woods into it, which makes it even better. It's a great match. It's a great tag team match. These two teams showcase what they can do. And these two veterans, Randy and Kofi, really show this feud has not stopped. It's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. It's an incredible match. Of course, RK-Bro does win that match. But, like I said, again, it wasn't an easy match for them to win. It was not easy at all. Not, I mean, not by any means. Kofi and Xavier gave them a run for the money. After the match is over, Randy walks off again. Walks out of the ring. Wants nothing to do with you know, with Matt Riddle. You know, walks up the ramp. Matt Riddle chases after him. This is coming to a head. It's starting to sink in that Randy is up to something. But when the Viper is going to strike remains to be seen. It remains to be known as to when he's going to turn on Riddle. Could it be after they win the tag belts? Could it be, you know, it could be at any point in time that Randy turns on Riddle. He's using Riddle for something, but I'm not quite sure what yet. It's the Viper. It's what he does. It's classic legend killer. It's what he does. He did it. He's done it to Bray. He's done it to countless people, so we expect it from Randy Orton at some point in time. This is just some ploy pull ploy to lure Riddle into a false security when he thinks he's you know he's got Randy as his best friend. Randy's gonna turn on him. That's how it is. That's how it's gonna be. We're just expecting it. Rhea's getting ready for her match when she gets stopped by an interviewer, and the interviewer's asking her about Hell in a Cell, and she's really excited about it. She can't wait, you know, to face, you know, Charlotte Flair and showcase, show Charlotte what she really can do, and show Charlotte that she's not the same person that she faced for the NXT title at WrestleMania. This leads up to Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. I love this matchup. I love when they put Asuka versus Rhea because you've got two very good competitors in a match against each other that are going to showcase what they can do. And it is an incredible match. I mean, literally, from the beginning, I thought Charlotte would show up in the match. She didn't. She stayed out of it. She let Rhea and Asuka have their fight, which was really good because Rhea and Asuka brought it to the maximum. I mean, they showcased what they're all about. Of course, Rhea won the match, but it's what happened after the match that had everybody in social media talking. Charlotte comes after Rhea after the match. Security comes out trying to break the two of them up. They continue fighting with each other. Adam Pierce is out there. Everybody's out there. They can't tear these two women apart. They are trying to literally beat the heck out of each other. Sasha, you know, it, it reminds me of Sasha and Bailey fighting. That's what it reminds me of. Charlotte and Rhea are just ready to tear each other apart and it, it, it's going to explode at Hell in a Cell. It's going to explode massively. I think that the girls should have gotten a chance to do it inside Hell in a Cell. I think that would have been the appropriate 
way for Charlotte and Rhea to really get it on each other doing it inside Hell in a Cell. But I'm not in. I'm not WWE. I don't make up the mind. I don't make it up. But I really think it should have been them in Hell in a Cell because it would have been a great match. It would have been an incredible way to end this feud and to finally get a definitive winner. But of course, we're not going to get that. So it's just going to be a regular match. But it's 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 going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. MVP and Paul and Bobby Lashley are partying like they always do in the VIP lounge with the ladies, having a great time, you know, doing their thing. And they basically you'll get interrupted by the interviewer. And, you know, they really don't care about Drew. They don't care about any of this. They just want to get through hell in a cell and, you know, Lashley come out with the title, and you know, Lashley saying he's going to destroy Drew, leave Drew Nyland in the middle of the ring. Da 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 da. Guys, this is going to be an incredible match between two Goliaths that are going to take it to the level you've never seen them take it before. Drew being a veteran, knowing about a veteran of Hell in a Cell, being in Hell in a Cell against Randy Orton, he's got the slight advantage, but we can't count. WWE Champion Bobby Lashley out of this because this is an element Lashley could excel in. He could do great in. He could do some fantastic things inside Hell in a Cell that he couldn't do in a regular match. So I'm expecting this to be a major, major heavy match with a lot of potential to be something bigger. It could really be a real, I mean, it could be the match of the night if it's given the right setting and the right opportunity these two boys could bring it like they've never brought it before culminating in one person walking out with the title guys i normally don't make predictions i try not to every now and then i'll do a prediction show but i'm going to go ahead and make a prediction on this one I'm going with Bobby Lashley just for the simple fact I think this is Lashley's element. I think we're going to see a side of Bobby Lashley we've never seen before. And it's because of it's in Hell in a Cell and he's going to be able to do what Lashley's able to do. Capitalize on this opportunity to dominate and show truly that he really is a true champion. That he really can do this without MVP. I see it coming. It's just as much as I love Drew McIntyre. And as much as I would love to see Drew get that title, I just don't think it's going to happen just quite yet. I don't. Do I think this is the end of the Bobby Lashley Drew story? No, because we still have money in the bank, and the sky's the limit as to what can happen in money in the bank. Drew McIntyre could get the money in the bank contract, and then we get a little taunting game between him and Lashley. Don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But like I said, this could be Bobby Lashley's element. He could really show we could see Bobby Lashley as we've never seen Bobby Lashley before. That's why I'm going with Bobby Lashley on this one. So we get Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Nia just come out with by herself. I was expecting Reginald at first. I was expecting Reginald to come out, which she always does and kind of gets involved and causes, you know, her to have a problem. Of course, Reginald did come out in this match, but it was a really good match. It was a good match between her and Alexa. It was an incredible matchup, you know, but, you know, Alexa, she, you know, she won by DQ. By DQ because, of course, Reginald got involved and it caused a DQ, like Reginald always does. But what happened afterwards was incredible. Alexa and Reginald are face to face. And Alexa standing there staring at Reginald. And every move that Alexa makes, Reginald makes with Alexa. Alexa turns her head to the right. Reginald turns his head to the right. If Alexa turns her head to the left, 
Reginald turns his head to the left. She puts Reginald in a trance. A trance that is... This is incredible. You would have to watch this to see it. It is unbelievable. Well, finally, Naya gets him out of it. He can't remember what happened. He doesn't know what's going on. This really shows how dark, how dark and twisted Alexa Bliss has gotten. It shows just, I mean, she's learned a lot from the Fiend in the time that she was with him, enough to be a serious threat to the women's division. She could be a serious threat to every woman in the division with this kind of power. It's incredible to watch. You would have to watch the whole segment to see. It's, it's, words can't describe what happens with her and Reginald. Just can't. MVP comes up again and tries to convince Kofi Kingston that he's better off without Xavier. The Kofi mania could go on forever with MVP. If he Come on, MVP. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods have been together for so long. I can't imagine Kofi being separated from Xavier and not being New Day. It's bugging me as to exactly what WWE is trying to do with this. Are they trying to split up the remaining two members of New Day? Yeah, I don't know what is going on, but I don't like MVP being a part of it. It To me, it bugs me because MVP needs to be focused on his champion, on Lashley. It boggles me. And Lashley's not going to want to work with Kofi. That's for darn sure. So... I'm not quite sure where they're going with this. I don't know exactly what's going on, but Kofi does tell him, look, I've won these titles for my friends, my the titles for my friends, my family. Everything I've done, I've done for my friends and my family and the fans. That's what I've done it for. That's why I'm here. There's a bond here that can't be broken. It doesn't matter what kind of money or what kind of title or what anything has. You can't break a friendship like that. You just can't do it. It's a bond that can't be broken. And I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't know what's going on with New Day, and I don't know what's going on with MVP. But I'm telling you right now, I don't like it. They need to leave Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston alone, and let MVP focus on what he's supposed to be focusing on, which is Bobby Lashley. Not going to get in Kofi Kingston because they're not going to work well together. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're just not. We get Jackson Riker versus Elias again. Jackson Riker, I think, is a bad enough of Elias' shenanigans. I'm, I mean, Elias is a great competitor. I will not deny that man cannot wrestle. He can't. He's a great competitor. The problem is, is they're making him out to be scared of fighting, you know, Jackson Riker. Why would you be scared of fighting Jackson Riker? You and Jackson Riker would make, your match would be incredible if you would just stick to it. I thought there was going to be a really good match. I thought finally Elias is going to stand up and showcase what he can really do. No, he does it again. He runs off and gets counted out again. So again, Jackson Riker wins by count out. How many more times is Elias going to run from Jackson Riker before Riker finally has enough and just takes Elias out and proves to Elias running away is not going to solve the problem? This storyline is getting weirder and weirder the further down we go. And the more that they make Elias look like a chicken, the more it does not impress me and it upsets me because I know how good Elias can be. I know what kind of potential this match could bring if they let them do what they're supposed to do instead of letting Elias run off. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's got me scratching my head. And it's probably got you guys scratching your head too. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Don't know. So we move on to Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. We knew this match was going to be a great match because, I mean, you got two of the best competitors right now in the ring facing each other. 
and Bobby Lashley and MVP, of course, come and sit at the VIP, VIP lounge at the top of the ramp. We all know when Lashley's up there, Drew's going to taunt Lashley to try to get a DQ. We all know it's coming. We all know what's going to happen. Almost, of course, is out there, too, which kind of adds an extra element of, uh-oh, what's going to happen here in this match? And it really starts out to be a, a really, really good match. AJ gets pulled out by almost <clears throat> Bobby Lashley and them try to get, you know, try, you know, finally get up and try to go with Drew. But to their surprise, the Viking Raiders show up. Who did not see the Viking Raiders coming because, of course, they have a tag match for the tag titles against AJ and almost. They pretty much even the odds between AJ and Drew, but Drew wins by DQ because, of course, almost gets involved and so does Bobby Lashley and MVP. Lashley, you know, tries, you know, tries to wipe out Drew. The Viking Raiders wipe out Lashley, and Lashley's in—he's in his suit. He's not even in ring gear. He wasn't even supposed to fight. Wipes out Lashley. I mean, they wipe the floor with Lashley between them and Drew McIntyre. They wipe the floor with him. This is not the Bobby Lashley we're used to seeing. It was a, it was a twisted kind of you know scratch your head. What's going to happen? Well, of course, this culminated into a six man tag team match. Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus AJ Almost and Bobby Lashley. It started out with just AJ and Almost because of, like I told you, Lashley was in a suit. He had to go to the back to get in ring gear because he was not prepared to have a match. He does come out. It's really, really good match. You know, it's a really, 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 really great match. Great matchup between them. You know, one point Drew and Almost have a confrontation. And, I mean, these guys are two big, tall men. So, you're not quite sure what's going to happen. Can Almost beat Drew? Can Drew beat Almost? It was a really good match. Of course, the Viking Raiders do get took out at one point by Almost. I mean, he takes them both out. We're, you know, and it comes down to just Drew facing AJ and Almost and Bobby Lashley. AJ reaches over in the middle of the fight with Drew, trying to tag almost, and instead he tags Bobby Lashley. Was it supposed to be Lashley? Lashley's arguing with AJ, not paying attention to, not having that ring awareness that we all know Lashley has. He turns around and walks right into a Claymore kick. One, two, three. Viking Raiders and Drew McIntyre win this match, laying out Bobby Lashley. Like I said, with what I told you guys, with the element of Hell in a Cell, Drew McIntyre does have the advantage because he has been in Hell in a Cell before. Bobby Lashley hasn't. The difference is, is I believe this element of a, inside of Hell in a Cell is going to bring out a side of our WWE champion that we've not seen before. And it's going to culminate with Lashley winning that match. As much as I would love to see Drew get the title, I would rather see Lashley get it and Drew go on to Money in the Bank, win the Money in the Bank ladder match, turn around and taunt, taunt Lashley for a while. I just think that this is going to be Lashley's night because he's going to be in an element that's going to bring out a darker side of Lashley that we're not used to seeing. And it's going to culminate in an excellent fight with Lashley coming out on top. I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong. Drew could win this thing. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen inside Hell in a Cell. But to me, this just is all the elements and everything just sets up for Lashley to show us a side we've never seen before. A true fighting champion fighting inside Hell in a Cell against an opponent that he knows he can beat if given the opportunity. Going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. Excited to see what's going to happen. 
Now we move on to Friday Night Smackdown for 618. The final Smackdown before Hell in a Cell. And of course it recaps. Now before we get started I'm going to tell you guys something that you guys are not going to be expecting. We all were looking forward. We heard that Rey Mysterio was going to have a Hell in a Cell match with Roman Reigns. We found out a couple days later that he was going to have a Universal title shot along with that. So, you know, woohoo, we're going to have two Hell in a Cell matches for the titles. They're going to be great Hell in a Cell matches. We're all set. Well, not quite. Apparently, WWE and Nick Khan decided to throw us a curveball, mess up Hell in a Cell, and give us on Friday night for the very first time in television history, a Hell in a Cell match on Friday night SmackDown for the Universal title. I'm scratching my head, and I know some of you listening are scratching your head too, going, what? We don't get to see Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio at Hell in a Cell? We don't get to see Roman Reigns at all at Hell in a Cell? What is going on? How does Roman get to skip it, but Drew and Lashley don't get to skip it? Charlotte and Rhea don't get to skip it? Bailey and Bianca don't get to skip it? How, how is that fair? I agree. That is not fair. I didn't like it. I didn't like it when I found out about it. But the powers that be in WWE decided we're not going to have that second Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. We're going to have it on Friday Night SmackDown. So, of course, we get the recap of, you know, what happened last week involving Mysterio and Reigns. And Ray's in the middle of the ring. And he's talking about how, you know, whether wins or loses, he doesn't care. He just wants to face Roman and he wants to, you know, get revenge for what happened to Dominic. The hell in the cell cage is completely surrounding Rey Mysterio. We're waiting on Roman to come out, so we're thinking, great, we're going to get the hell in the cell match at the beginning of SmackDown? That don't make no sense. That's going to be, you know, be crappy. We're not going to, you know, that's not going to be fair to the other, you know, people out there in the back that are waiting to have a shot on television. That's not fair. Of course, that does not happen. Roman comes out and tries to appeal to Rey's side. He tries to get Rey to understand, look, I don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. Come on, we can handle this right now. You know, we don't have to do this. We don't have to deal with it. You know, why? You know, why do you want to do this now? You know, he basically tells them, "We don't have to do this." You know, you don't want to be locked in there with me. You don't want to have to deal with what I have. You with me at all? He's like, "You think what I did to your son was PG compared to what I'm going to do to you in the Hell in a Cell match?" Come on, Ray. Just, you know, do you really want to do this? Are you sure you really want to do this? And, of course, Ray says yes, because Ray wants to defend his family honor. Roman tells him, okay, well, then I guess it's going to be my way this time. Since you don't want to play fair, and you don't want to, you know, call this off, and, you know, we talk man-to-man, mano-a-mano, and, you know, we say us all of the problem. You want to have this match, so I guess we're doing it my way, and the main event, we'll see each other at Hell in a Cell. Not liking this. Don't like that they're putting a Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown. Don't like it, which that means pretty much Roman's not going to be at Hell in a Cell, which kind of disappoints me because I was really looking forward to that second Hell in a Cell match. So now we're only going to have one? Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. Why? I mean, if you're going to have a Hell in a Cell, you got to. I mean, it's always two Hell in a Cell matches. Sometimes it's three. What? You know, what's the problem here? I don't. I don't like the way that. The powers that be are doing things. I don't like the way that, you know, that Nick Khan's thinking. I don't like it, but there's nothing I can do about it. They're going to do it. 
Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz versus Kevin Owens and Big E. Guys, we knew we excited. I was kind of excited to see Commander Aziz make his first, you know, in-ring performance debut. I didn't like the idea of him being against Kevin Owens and Big E, but I kind of thought, okay, that's sweet revenge for what, you know, they've done to him and Big E, or Kevin Owens and Big E all this time. I thought, oh, this is going to be a really good match. Of course, Sami Zayn comes out before the match even gets started and sits on commentary saying, oh, I got cheated. Here he goes with his conspiracy theories again. Oh, he's got a new documentary coming out. You know, Kevin Owens, you know, Apollo Crews is working with Kevin Owens. Really? Apollo Crews is working with Kevin Owens? I think he's in there fighting Kevin Owens. I don't think there's any mutual friendship or mutual buddy-buddy camaraderie going on in this ring. They're fighting each other. And it's a fight, fight to the finish. It's a great match. Wonderful match. Incredible match. Of course, a dangerous move. The Nigerian nail gets put on Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens gets, you know, pinned. Apollo Crews and Commander Azines win. But it's because Sami Zayn gets involved. Sami Zayn jumps up and starts his BS. Does his little thing on the thing. Distracts Kevin. Kevin gets back in. Gets Nigerian nailed. You know, it's ridiculous. Of course, Aziz hits another Nigerian nail on Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn's laughing the whole time. But I, I got one up on him. Blah, 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 blah. Kevin Owens ain't having it. Kevin Owens can barely talk. He's coughing. He's, he's, he's had a rough night. Kevin has had a seriously rough night. And he runs into DeVille and Pierce. And basically tells them, look, guys, in a raspy, whispery voice, I want Sami Zayn. And DeVille and Pierce are looking at him like, what, are you sure? Are you serious? He's like, I want Sami Zayn. I want to face Sami Zayn. I don't care when. I don't care how. So Pierce and DeVille tell him, okay, you'll get Sami Zayn Sunday at Hell in a Cell. Yay, we got another match. Maybe that's the match that's going to take the place of the Hell in a Cell match between Roman and Ray. I'm kind of excited to see where this is going to go with Kevin and Sammy. It's going to be an interesting, you know, little setup as to how exactly this is going to go. Because Sammy and Kevin, when they're in the ring, if you guys have not seen them, go look them up on social media. Go check them out in NXT. These guys bring the fight out in each other. They will literally tear each other apart in a ring. And it's going to be interesting to see this fight between Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. I'm excited to see it. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you out there in the wrestling universe feel the same way. Finally, we're going to get Kevin Owens versus Sammy Zayn. And it's going to be a really good fight. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I really am. Well, we get Rick Boogs. And he comes out with Shinsuke Nakamura. This is the fight for the crown match. Shinsuke Nakamura versus King Corbin. Winner gets the crown. I've loved this whole setup. This whole storyline between King Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura. And Rick, Rick Boogs and the crown. The pictures that she, I, I look forward every 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 week to seeing what new picture is going to pop up on Twitter, or on Instagram, anywhere on social media with Shinsuke and this crown. I I love this whole thing with Rick Boogs. It's hilarious. You know, Pat McAfee, he's into it. I mean, literally, it's an incredible storyline between these two, and it's an it's a culminating to this incredible match determining who's going to get the crown between Shinsuke Nakamura and King Corbin. It is a great match. Now, mind you, at the top of the entrance ramp is the throne and the crown. Remember, guys, whoever wins this gets the crown. It's a great matchup. It's an incredible matchup between two great competitors who showcase what they can really do when it comes down to, you know, property. It's a great fight. 
it really, really, really great. Of course, it ends with Shinsuke Nakamura. You heard me right. Shinsuke Nakamura winning the crown. King Corbin has just been dethroned and decrowned as king. Now Shinsuke has the crown. This was not something I was expecting. I'm excited. I'm happy Shinsuke got it. Yay, I'm excited to see Shinsuke get it. King Corbin is no more. He goes back to Baron Corbin, which it's going to be interesting to see what happens, where WWE might go next with this, what they could possibly do, what this is going to culminate to, because I have a feeling this isn't really truly over between Shinsuke and Corbin. I just don't see it quite being over just yet. Going to be interesting to see, but of course, he gets his crown, Shinsuke sits on the throne, Corbin's pissed, it's a great setup. It's a great setup and a great match. And if you get a chance, go on social media and look at it. It's an incredible match. I promise you won't be disappointed. Of course, Bianca and Bayley are having a face-off. A face-off, pretty much, because we know they're going to be facing each other for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell. What we weren't expecting is what we get. Bianca Belair and Bayley will now be inside hell in a cell for the title guys this is more like it i've been saying that i miss them doing the women inside hell in a cell now we're going to get to see bailey and bianca go at it head to head inside this enormous steel structure Yay, the women finally get to showcase what they can do. Because Sasha and Charlotte did it, and it was incredible. It was an incredible Hell in a Cell match. So I can only imagine what Bianca and Bailey are going to do to up the ante and make it even better. It's going to be a great matchup, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Looking forward to Bianca versus Bailey for Hell in a Cell. Now, I'm going to make a little prediction. Just a slight one. It's not going to be much. But I'm kind of thinking and I'm kind of leaning toward maybe, not saying that she will, but I'm saying maybe Sasha makes her return to Hell in a Cell. Could we see it? Is it possible? That's my prediction. I could be completely wrong. She may not show up until SmackDown. But I'm kind of leaning toward it's getting close to, you know, WWE going back on the road. And it's about time for Sasha to make her grand entrance back. And what better way to do it than a Hell in a Cell? You know, against whoever wins, Bailey or Bianca. It would be a great, be great little storyline to go with. Interesting what's going to happen. That's my prediction. Sasha makes her return at Hell in a Cell. We'll see. Angelo Dawkins. He's supposed to face Otis. Now, as you guys know, last week... They had a match. Uh, Angelo Dawkins was in the back. He got attacked. Montez Ford had a match with uh, the other, uh, you know, Chad Gable of Alpha Academy. And Montez Ford got completely and absolutely annihilated by Otis. I mean, destroyed. He won the other one. Angelo Dawkins did too. Now, we have been told that Montez Ford is out with an injury. Angelo Dawkins also has an injury to his right shoulder. So, he's going to have a match against Otis tonight on SmackDown with an injured shoulder. Well, the match doesn't even start. It doesn't even happen against Otis. Otis pretty much destroys, uh, destroys Angelo Dawkins. I mean, annihilates him. I don't know what they're doing with Otis. I, if they're trying to make him the next monster, not buying it. 
The only monster we have was Braun Strowman. You can't replace one person with another. I'm just sorry you can't. I, I don't know what's going to happen involving the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. The, the sky's the limit as to what can happen. But they're going to have to do something with Otis because Otis has injured two people. It's it's getting dangerous. It's getting risky. They're going to have to do something. It's, it's, it's just really dangerous right now. Going to be interested to see where this goes. Going to be interested to see what happens. I'm excited to possibly see the Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits. I think it, because we all know we want the smoke. So I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen and how long it's going to take before we get to that. And I hope that Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford make a speedy recovery and they're back and we get to see this fight because it would be very disappointing not to get to see this fight. But they got to do something about Otis because Otis is just, he's, he's dangerous. He's a loose cannon and we don't know what he's going to do next. Of course, we have an interview with Cesaro and he's talking about what happened with him and Seth last week on Ding Dong Hello and everything that went on and he's you know he's 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 pouring his heart out and telling the truth about what's going on with Seth. Well, Seth Rollins comes in and tells Cesaro, Look, I wanna talk to you before we have our match on Sunday. I kinda wanna, you know, have a discussion with you, you know, man to man, no fighting, no feuding, you know, I just wanna have a nice little conversation, a little chat between the two of us, you know, nothing big, you know, man to man, you know, nice little chat, no fight. So Cesaro lets him come in there and the first thing he says is he basically tells Cesaro, You disgust me. You're a disgusting human being. You're a disgusting creature. You don't deserve to be in WWE. You don't deserve to have the opportunities you get. You don't deserve everything. Everything you stand for and everything you do is disgusting, Cesaro. It's disgusting. I can't stand it. I don't like it. Classic Seth fashion. Classic Seth Rollins. This is what he does to get under the skin of his opponents. He will push them to their breaking point. To the point that they literally cannot stand it anymore and they're going to come out swinging. And that's exactly what he did. Cesaro tells him, look, I respect you. I completely absolutely respect everything that you do. Everything that you've said. Everything, everything you've accomplished in WWE. I respect you. But with that being said... I see you on Sunday at Hell in a Cell. And he pushes the whole chair over with Seth in it. Seth almost falls out of the... Because they're in this little makeshift ring. He almost falls out of the ring. And Cesaro walks off. Interested to see where this is going to go with Seth and Cesaro. I'm curious as to where this is going to go. Because it's boggling my mind. This is exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be an inter- it's going to be an interesting little setup. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with Seth and Cesaro. Could Cesaro get Seth again? Possible. Could Seth Rollins get Cesaro? Don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they could possibly end this feud where Seth and Cesaro can move on to bigger and better things. Possibly Roman Reigns. going to be interesting to see. Of course, we get our main event. Hell in a Cell match for the Universal Championship. Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns. Rey Mysterio really shows this is not going to be an easy task for Roman to beat. Ray really showcases what he can do in his first Hell in a Cell match in his entire career. And he gives Roman a run for his money. Fire extinguishers, kendo sticks, tables. He puts Roman through the, I mean, the cage itself. He puts Roman through the dang ringer. It is a nasty fight. Back and forth between the two of them. It is not an easy task for Roman to take on Rey Mysterio. And he does not make it easy for Roman at all. And it's a heck of a fight. And it is a great fight. Of course, it does end, of course, with Roman Reigns winning that match. But again, like I said, not an easy win for Roman. Not easy at all. 
after the match ends, Jimmy Uso comes out and tells, you know, basically holds Roman's hand up with a sign of respect. We're starting to wonder, is Jimmy up to no good? Where's Jay? What's going on? What is happening? You see the gears in Jimmy's head clicking, but you can't exactly figure out what they're clicking about. You know, Roman goes over and, you know, He's trying to, Ray's trying to climb back up after the fight. He puts him in a modified guillotine, which makes Ray pass out again. Rowan just dominates the entire end of SmackDown. You're trying to figure out what's going on with Jimmy Uso. What's going on with Jay Uso? What is happening within the bloodline? What are we going to see? And the fact that we're not going to get Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell kind of bugs me a little bit because Bobby Lashley's got to be there to defend his title. I mean, come on. It's only fair that Roman has to defend his title at a pay-per-view. Roman gets to skip it. Roman never misses a pay-per-view. The only time he ever has is during the pandemic. He tries not to miss a pay-per-view. He always tries to be there. <coughs> so a pay-per-view, excuse me, without Roman Reigns is kind of weird. It's going to be kind of weird not seeing him. Could he show up? Possible. Could he make a challenge to someone else? Possible. Don't know what's going to happen, but I'm telling you guys, I don't like that Roman's not in Hell in a Cell. I'm not saying the Hell in a Cell match wasn't good. It was. But to me, it shouldn't have been on SmackDown. It should have been on the pay-per-view where it belonged. It just made no sense to me. It boggled the mind. But like I said, it was a great match. All in all, great SmackDown. Great, you know, great. You know, it, it could have been better. There could have been more people that could have been showcased instead of Roman. There was no need to have a Hell in a Cell match at SmackDown, but apparently Nick Khan and the powers of B seem to think so. Not impressed. Like this, I mean, I like the Hell in a Cell match, but I think it would have been better had it been on Hell in a Cell. Again, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening because without you guys, there would be no me. You know, I, I appreciate your comments. I look forward to seeing what you're going to say. Of course, you guys know Sunday is Hell in a Cell. If you want to talk about the matches, you know, you want to talk about what happened. If you want to discuss the Hell in a Cell match at SmackDown, if you want to give me your opinions about it and whether you think it was a great idea or not, I would love to hear it. So, like I said, hit me up on social media and follow me on social media on my Facebook, on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights, Nights with a Z, and at my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. Come, yo, come tell me. Give me if you don't want to talk about WWE, we can talk about anything wrestling related. I would love to hear you guys' opinions. I value hearing what you guys have got to say because I know you probably got a different idea from me. You might think that you know my ideas are spot on. You don't. I mean, I don't know. So give me a shout out on any of my social media networks and let me know what you think. And again, guys, I want to thank y'all so much for listening because without you guys, there wouldn't be an in the ring with Brandy, and I appreciate it so much. And we'll see you guys next time on more wrestling action. Have a great night. Thank you so much.